Welcome to Pure Gasmic Love Podcast with Dragonfly. Hmm, that's me. Join me for intimate conversations surrounding various topics relating to relationships, sex, and holistic wellness. A sex-positive space for mature audiences only. On today's episode of Pure Gasmic Love Podcast, I talk about consensual touch. Why are we asking first? When should we be asking? Along with tips on where to use consent for some extra pleasure. As well as a personal story of mine where I would have very much appreciated a consensual ask first. And E joins in to celebrate what consent has done for him and how he specifically uses it to enhance our sexy time. Enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by Sliquid Natural Intimate Products. Lube it up like I do and fly away to a worry-free, slippery, erotic, sexy time. Only with Sliquid, the one and only lube for this dragonfly. Remember to use coupon code DRAGONFLY for an extra 10% off your order. Enjoy! Announcements! What is happening? I would love for you to join me. I'm co-hosting on June 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new book of erotica from Lexi Silver. Super excited. It's called Secrets, Lies, and Dirty Games. You can head over to puregasmiclove.com and check out that event as well. Also on Instagram, get your ticket to join us. I'm going to be doing some reading. It's going to be a fabulous time. This is the second time I've engaged with something like this with Lexi. She is an amazing human, and you will be sure to be tantalized with some pleasure while we're reading. So get your ticket soon. And if you do join please drop a hi in the comments on the side that we're going to be able to have access to. I would love to see you there with me. We are going to be leaving uh, for Naughty Nolans, July 5th through the 9th in NOLA with Naughty Events. This is one of my most favorite events to do. I have done this event, I think I could say seven years, not excluding 2020. Um... I think we're at that. Not quite sure, but it's an event I absolutely love. And this year, we are going to be presenting three different seminars and three different pleasure play shops. And pleasure play shops are guided erotic experiences to where it is a, an obviously an erotic experience, but it's something that you can learn with as well. And they're fun and enjoyable, and you can take something home to continue practicing and really digging into yourself to make it yours. So what seminars? Sexy Couples Connection. Ooh, one of my favorites. And that's just a favorite. And we are going to have to turn you away if you are not there on time. I think last time we had to turn away like 30 couples. So if you are going to Naughty Nolens with us, don't miss Sexy Couples Connection. The other two are Live Like a Human, Fuck Like a Beast. Want to know how to improve your stamina and your hormone balance? Definitely not one to be missed. Um, monkey prostitution and cock blocking bees. Ah, love this one. E created this from all of the amazing animal stories that he has over his 20 years of zoology experience. It's fun, it's entertaining, and you learn something. So that's super fun. Uh, pleasure play shops. 
kiss me orgasmic. Learn how to kiss more of the body and the mouth and all over. And it's super exciting. Degrees of arousal. Ooh, temperature play. Tantalize your body with some temperature. And then primal sex. We're going to dig into what it looks like to get into your animalistic nature and really encourage you to use that in the bedroom to enhance your passion and your pleasure. So these are the things that we are presenting this year at Naughty Nolens and NOLA. And if you want more information or you don't have your tickets bought quite yet, you were waiting to the last minute, whatever, get them now, puregasmiclove.com forward slash naughty. Again, puregasmiclove.com forward slash naughty and go check out all of that information and sign up. Can't wait to see you there. <sighs> mm, today's musical choice is by Victoria Monet. Touch me. If you don't know it already, we are on Spotify and I have a podcast playlist for you. Periodically, I love moving and grooving my body to a variety of songs. It supports my emotion, my feels, all of the things. Gets me excited, brings me down, whatever I need. So there is a variety of music on this playlist and you will love something. Connect with it on Spotify, and it is Pure Orgasmic Love Podcast Playlist. Do you love what you hear? Yes? Hmm. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. In doing so, you too are helping others listen, connect, and discover more pleasure for their life. I have to confess something, something you may have heard me confess before. What is it? I love to be touched and that my touch quota will never, probably never be filled, which is totally true. Love, love, love touch, but not all touch is wanted or welcomed. And there have been times when the touch, well, it just wasn't received positively, let's say. And I'm going to give you a short story about something that happened with me on a cruise that E and I were on educating pleasure experiences and getting to know beautiful people from all over the world. It was truly a beautiful day. Sometimes there are people who really want to connect with me for one reason or another. Maybe they heard E say I have a PhD, which means I'm a professional hugging dragonfly. For whatever reason, they're excited to meet me and I'm very honored that they want to and I very much want to meet them as well. On this specific cruise, there was a couple super excited. She was on cloud nine when they saw me walk through the pool deck the first time. This is according to the husband. And the husband stopped me, and this is how our conversation and interactions went. You're Dragonfly, correct? Yes, I am. Oh my God, my wife has wanted to meet you for some time now. Okay, well, I do too, but she really wants to meet you. Oh, that's very kind. Nice meeting you. Yes, I would like to meet her as well. 
Also, so you know, I'm unfortunately short on time, won't be able to stay long. Just then, a woman comes walking up and has the biggest smile on her face. I was starting to warm up and glow just from her smile of happiness. Then when she gets to me, she says, oh my, you're Dragonfly. I've heard about you from multiple people and their experiences in your pleasure play shops. And I saw you when we were boarding the cruise, was so excited you were actually going to be on here with us. I was patiently waiting to ask her if she would like a hug, and she, in a literally a blink of an eye, took her hands and shoved them in the top of my hair and mixed it around. My whole body, I'm feeling like, what the hell? <laughs> Is this woman putting her hands all up in my hair, messing it up, and all without asking? Shit. Okay, that did set me back for a second. Uh, I can imagine it might have set you back for a second, too, if one of your things is you don't want people to put their hands in your hair and mess it all up. She did see me step back, and she must have seen the surprise on my face. And then I said, as I took her hands from my head, oh, no. Please don't mess in my hair. Sometimes I like having my having hands in my hair, even pulling it. But those are different times than now, and I really appreciate asking first. I could see she was sorry. She did it without consensual awareness and had also been drinking uh, quite a bit of alcohol at the time. And by the way, no excuse that you're drinking alcohol. She apologized. And then I asked if she would like a hug. And she said yes, smiled and leaned into it all. A very good consensual hugging moment for both of us. <sighs> you know, it's interesting what that brings up in me as I recall that, that experience. Uh, my body goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you remember that. It's okay. So if you've met me at larger events like Naughty and Nolan's, a hotel cruise takeover resort like Desire Hito, you will probably remember I asked for a hug, verbally or with body language. And then chances are we hugged for a good amount of time. And now I want you to recall how that made you feel. Good? Yummy? And wanting more? Yes? Well, there's a reason for that, because I'm pretty sure I felt the same thing. When we touch someone, we touch their entire history, their pains, traumas, deepest wounds, their joys and pleasures. Again, I love touch, but not all contact is wanted and is created equal for me, just like you. So what does consensual touch do for you and me in expanding our pleasure? First, what is consent? It's at its basic foundation, it's permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. So what is consensual touch? At its basic, it's permission to touch yourself or someone else. And what do I mean by permission to touch yourself? You may be wondering. Well, what I have found working with people is that there is shame showing up 
a lot of times from one place or another. We may not know where it's showing up from, which makes us feel as if it's not okay to touch ourselves, particularly erotic touch. So we either don't do it or do it supporting the shame we already feel by rushing through it or hiding it and lying. It really benefits us if we engage with ourselves, especially if you have even the slightest shame surrounding touching yourself erotically, but giving yourself permission. This may be just verbally. It may also be written down, reinforcing it for yourself and seeing it, especially if you have a lot of shame built up around this. Do this in your journal, and this will support you to a path that one day you won't need to. I have witnessed it many times. So I know not only working with clients, but in my personal life that this makes significant changes for us. I want to help you start supporting your body to, to receive what it wants in a way that feels the best to you. Not in the way of how it felt with hands all up in my hair. I don't want you to continue feeling like that or that be your MO going forward. When you're touched, and this can be in any way on any part of your body, if it's a surprise or not actually wanted, your body constricts a bit or a lot. This may be something you notice, or it could be something you're not yet aware that your body does. But at that moment, you're triggering your sympathetic nervous system. This is one of the autonomic nervous system divisions. Your body primarily processing system stimulates the flight or fight response, upregulating the body in a state that does not support your pleasure at that moment. You may very well continue to allow this. It's your choice. (laughs) But that's not beneficial for you at that moment or long-term even. It's not beneficial in the long-term because the more it happens, just like with the yummy stuff, and that's what we actually want to program in ourselves, the feeling and sensations you are having in unwanted touch will be remembered in the body. Like I said, just like the yummy stuff. It will automatically go into that response the next time, even when you know you want to be touched by that person. Now, what I mean by that is if you have consistently engaged in touch that you don't actually want Your body gets programmed with understanding that that's how it needs to respond. And then when you actually want to be touched by a certain person you actually want to, your body may have a harder time really dropping into that presence and feeling what you need to feel because you've trained yourself to act as such, even if it's not accurate. By giving consent, you're connecting the conscious decision from your mental awareness to signal the body The touch you're about to receive is wanted. You're triggering your parasympathetic nervous system in this instance. This is the other part of the autonomic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest state of the nervous system. This is the place you're going to sink into the pleasured feelings and sensations that come over you receiving the wanted touch. This allows your body to relax into a state of actually receiving more pleasure. Okay, maybe you're wondering, how does this cross over if you have been in a partnered relationship for 2, 10, 25 or more years? Maybe that's where you're sitting right now. 
Think of it like this. As your relationship expands, you get older. You grow and discover yourself more and more. So do your wants, needs, and desires. You evolve. Or at least that's my wish for you. This includes touch. We don't want to assume how your partner wants to be touched at 25 is still how they like to be touched at 45, 65, 85, and every age in between. This could shift for your partner and you moment to moment, day to day. In order for you to continue growing together, it's important to remember this. If you happen to live in a world of non-monogamy like E and I do, it is very essential to engage in consensual touch. This allows you to know they want you to touch them, which supports your pleasure in touching, and it will enable them to make their own choice at that moment for what is best for them. Do they want your touch? Yes or no? When? Right then or another time perhaps? How do they want your touch and where? Yes, there is something to this. Even in the past, you have thought, maybe that's not a big deal. I say these options to advocate for what is best for you are a pretty big deal because I know we are both enjoying the pleasure you or I am bringing to whatever our situation may be. So yes, it's, it's a big deal. It's not small potatoes. When is consensual touch most important to use? Well, all the time, everywhere, with everyone, no matter their age or background. You never know what someone has boundaries around. Mmm, boundaries. Yep, totally different podcasts. Absolutely necessary. If you don't know what somebody has boundaries around, their current and past hurts or injuries that impact how they need to be handled is not taking into consideration. I need to say that consent in general is a big topic. This by no means covers it all in this one podcast. I just wanted to provide you with some very valuable information to start supporting you in the consensual touch realm. So going forward, you can practice and get super fantastic at keeping this for yourself and others. I want you to take a second, just take a second, and wind back your body's reel to the best. Think of a time that you have received touch that you did not ask for. You got it? If you need to take a second and pause... And come back, that's fine too. Now, if you got it, ask yourself, how did that make you feel? Really sit with that. When you received that touch that you didn't ask for, how did that make you feel? How do you think it would have been different if you had been able to give consent first? Rewire that story. What happened, that experience? How would it be different for you? Take a moment to feel into that too. Now think of a time you have touched someone without consent. You are the giver of this unwanted or non-consensual touch. If you had, ask yourself, 
if you had received consent to do this, in what ways would it have enhanced the experience for you and possibly the person you were touching? Now, I'm not saying you're going around touching people all willy-nilly and doing this all the time and making people feel bad. It could be just from the aspect of something that I went through. I'm a hugger. Love, love, love to hug. And in the beginning, before I understood all this and how it affects us and affect me and it affects you in the connection that we have in that moment, I would just hug people, not understanding maybe where their wounding is kept, emotional or physical. And so when I asked myself these questions, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I've been hugging people without asking and I don't know how that's affecting them. And I think it would affect me better and I'd really be able to feel into that hug so much deeper with them in that moment if I just asked. And so I started doing that and that's exactly what it did for me. It brought more pleasure and more happiness. I want you to remember, touch could feel like a foreign thing for you during this time in our current world. We've been through a lot of stuff, right? A lot of things have been happening this last couple of years. And I know it's hard for us to speak of the lack of connection that we've all had. And it's something that we desperately need. We needed it then And we probably need it even more now. We're kind of playing catch up for it, right? So re-engaging in touch could be a difficult thing for you right now. So use this consensual touch information to not only support your re-engaging, but it's just important to implement going forward in your general everyday life, intimate and sexual interactions so you and the people you're connecting with can enjoy it as much as possible. Just keep that in the back of your mind, that that we may all be walking around just a little more tender than we normally are because of the things we've been going through. So maybe just interjecting that that consent question of, of what you are wanting to engage with this other person's body may make it just that more safe and comfortable for them to engage with you after going through a couple years of what we've gone through. I also want to say if you're joining E&I at Naughty and Nolens this year, so soon, so soon, uh, July 5th is when it starts and we are going to be heading out super soon to get to Nala. Please remember these specific things and practice, practice, practice. This is a great place to practice. Ask first. This is very important to remember. But at any event like this, It can make a huge difference for you and everyone participating. Mm, Do you have a consent story you want to share? Because I'd like to hear it. Um, I know we all have some things that we're holding on to in our lives that we haven't shared that maybe it would do you just that bit of good to release and share. Email me at podcast at puregasmiclove.com and let me know. I would love to hear it. Whew. Consent to touch. Big words. And they create big things and pleasure for us. So I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to take a little short little break. And when I come back, I'm going to have E with me. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
<sighs> Hi, baby. Hi. Welcome to Consensual Touch. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming on and talking about what this looks like in our lives, what it's done for you, um, adding this to your repertoire of interact, using it to interact with people. Um, yeah. Because... I think it's really important not just to know that it's important, but to hear how we're actually using it and what it's actually done for people as well. So thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Yeah, it's it's funny. The things I've gotten out of learning about consent and some of the things you've taught me are kind of surprising, I think. <laughs> it's, you know, it's... Consent's important for the obvious reasons, and that's what I thought it was. But just like anything that is this big, there's always the periphery stuff that it changes. And uh, one of the things we talk about all the time, and it sounds so simple, but I swear this has completely changed the way I interact with people, <laughs> is I w we had a discussion, and I mentioned that I didn't want to be the creepy guy. Mm -hmm. When I gave particularly women compliments, uh, I fully understand I'm six foot one, I'm shaved head, I have tattoos, I can come across a lot of different ways to a lot of different people. And I don't want to be the guy where I give a compliment and I'm being genuine, but I'd be like, oh, hitting on me, whatever, blah, blah. I don't want to be the creepy guy, right? I just, I don't want to be that guy. And you're like, so ask him. And I was like, what mm -hmm. do you mean? And you were like... Ask consent to give them a compliment. <laughs> so the words, may I give you a compliment, have completely changed the way I interact with people. Mm. Because I would, I just wouldn't. I would see people all the time I wanted to compliment, and I wouldn't. That's why I wanted to clarify. Did you have that that want inside of you to mm -hmm. give vulva owners um, a compliment and you just didn't because you didn't want to be judged or, or seen as the creepy guy, as you say. Yeah. So you did want to. I absolutely did. And what I realized is I wanted to compliment a lot of people about a lot of things. Ah, it wasn't just vulva it wasn't, owners. It wasn't. And Obviously, they were the ones I was a little more concerned about, but but this has kind of opened up a whole world for me. So I compliment people all the time. You see me do it all the time mm -hmm. now. I just I'll walk up to people in a restaurant and go, "May I give you a compliment?" And usually after a pause of, "Huh, what?" Because <laughs> no one's probably ever asked them that before, which is also really fun to be the first person to do that. And they go, "Sure," and I'll be like, "That hat looks stunning on you." I really like your hat. And they're like, well, thank you so much. And I know I'm not being creepy and they know it's genuine. And I do it all the time and I love it. I love it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and it's, and it makes me feel good to see you doing it. And that hat thing is really a thing. Like that was, yeah, that, that really <laughs> happened in a restaurant. We were getting ready to leave and you had, we, we had been talking then... about this lady in her super cute hat and, Right before we left, you walked over to her, her and her husband sitting there at the table. Um, I, you know, knowing what it does, we, we know the impact it has. 
not everybody right. realizes the impact. And really mm-hmm. to realize the impact, you just have to start practicing it. You have yeah. to start doing it. Yeah. So would you would this be advice you'd give somebody? Like Absol- definitely tell, imp- implement this. I tell people this all the time, and particularly dudes. I do. Okay. I tell it. people all I and I tell them all the time, I'm like, just ask one, no one's ever asked before. We think about consent in very narrow circumstances. We don't think about it in in general I, terms. I know just, you mentioned the hugging thing yeah. uh, in in your episode, and that's you, we don't think about asking about mm-hmm. a hug. We don't think about asking to compliment someone's shirt, but when you do, whether they take it wrong or not, it doesn't matter. When you ask them, it changes the dynamic. Well, what that does is. Well, then it's on them if they take it wrong. The compliment they've given you permission. They've given to you give permission it. Right. to give it. Now they don't have to accept it, right? But at least they've given you permission to give it. They right. don't have to allow it to land. That's a whole nother different podcast. Is allowing things to land when you receive them. <laughs> yeah, I just like the fact that it, whether or not they appreciate you complimenting their shirt or anything else. You started a conversation if nothing else, because no one's ever asked them that before. And we've heard people as you walk away, go, he asked me to give me a compliment. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's a, so I just love that aspect of it. Either way you made an impact in their lives. And I also want to acknowledge, we never know what somebody is going through today, today, minute to minute at all. And so just that minor interaction Mm -hmm. that, that you might have seen as a minor interaction is a major interaction for someone else. Could be. So yeah. yeah. Anything else? Anything else? So the other thing that always comes up when we talk about consent that was a surprise is how much I use it with you. Well, we've been together. Okay. So we've been together a while and we've been married uh, for 20 years. We've been married in 2023. We hit our official 20 year mark for our, yeah. our marriage. And we were committed way before that, but actually putting a ring on right. it, that's, that's when that happened. And you would think in 20 years, you know someone. Right. You don't need to ask. Because that goes through a lot of people's minds, right? right? Well, we've been married for, you know, five years. We've been married for 15 years. We've been married right. for 20 years, whatever. Right. Yeah. But you change and grow and expand. Well, at least I hope you are. And if you are, do you think any of your needs, wants, or desires have shifted for yourself? Yeah. Right. Am I the same dragonfly I was at 25? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Yeah. We we aren't the same people we were 25 days ago. No, right. You know? Uh, But for me, and, and again, it's not just... What is it specifically in our relationship? Okay. So, hugging which again, you love hugs. Mm. This should be an easy one, right? This should be shit. I should be able to hug you whenever, wherever, right? And I pretty much have that blanket consent. You've given that to me. I still ask all the time. Uh, What I have found, and we've discovered this through conversations, is I use hugging as a form of self-soothing. So should there be some tension about something, even if it's not between us, it's just a stressful situation, uh, I will look for hugs 
where you may not necessarily be looking for hugs at that moment. You might need some space. And I realized by me kind of just coming up and hugging you, I was actually making the situation worse for you, which Mm -hmm. was not obviously my intention, but it was something I was doing to self-soothe. So to avoid that, I started asking, can I hug you? And it's just become a practice. And I like the hug so much better when I ask. I do notice a difference. Even though I have blanket consent, when I know that in this very moment, yes, you want to give me a hug, it makes a difference. Um, So that's kind of, again, that's not a sexual thing. That's not a anything that's changed over time. It's just day to day, moment to moment. Maybe you don't want to hug right now. Maybe you do ask. And it, it, I use it all the time. I mean, it's, that's the surprising thing for me is how many times I use it within our relationship. I'm going to try to get these words out correctly because, um, sometimes words are hard. Uh, (laughs) There's a difference between asking you, you are a self-soother in that way of reaching out to me to help soothe you, right? Um, Which there's nothing wrong with that. There's a different way of asking if that's your intention. Mm -hmm. So if you need a hug to soothe yourself, Mm -hmm. can I have a hug is different than could you use a hug right now? Right? Like those are two different ways of asking consent Mm -hmm. to do something. And essentially you're going to be getting two different things out of that. I'm going to be putting more energy into giving you what you need by asking, can I give you a hug? Yes. Versus do you need a hug right right now? Would that help you? You know, however you, you choose to use your words. And then I know I can fully receive and go and I can check in with myself. And what do I do when I, when you ask me that? Will I pause? And I go, hmm, because sometimes I am in a moment of emotion that is totally valid and okay. And there's nothing wrong with it. But adding that hug is like, no, I don't want that right now. I may need to sit in this a little bit longer to feel ready to be able to receive. Right. That's that's a very that's two very different situations. Mm-hmm. So realizing that and how all this started, we had conversations. You have to have conversations about right. this to be able to implement consent into your relationship, being together for so many years. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation first. Don't just start doing it because you heard this podcast. I would recommend listening it, listening to it with your partner or partners Mm -hmm. to start implementing this process into your relationship dynamic. Absolutely. And it can be sexy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So that's another surprising part of this is that, you know, and and I've heard about this in, in other spaces, but within our relationship, the, I have found that if, you hear people say it all the time when you talk about consent. The, yeah, but if I have to ask for everything, it just takes you out of the mood, right? Like it's going to be, oh, it's going to break the whatever. Yes, and. <laughs> right. Maybe. <laughs> Not if you ask right. Um, 
I do this with us all the time, whispering in your ear and mm. asking for permission to do specific things one after another. May I do this? May I do this? Is so freaking hot, like sometimes that I, yeah. Again, it's playful, but it's also this is what I want to do. Do you want that? Yeah, yeah. And you, yes or no, just adds a whole other layer to it. So, yeah. and I like that you use the word yes and no, mm-hmm. not sure. Not fine, not uh, uh uh-huh. Those aren't yeses. Right. Those are responses coming from a place that you are not specifically sure if. And if you're using type of language like that, I suggest adjusting it. Because that doesn't set you for having confidence to actually engage, right? If I say sure, what does that sound like? No, I won't take a shirt. Now, I have accepted a really passionate moan as a yes uh <laughs> well yeah and yes when yes, you're beyond yes, yes. words yes that that i will accept um but yes and that is a different situation that i was yeah so let's clarify that in in bed you may yeah if it's if it's oh yeah like that's, <laughs> that, that's not okay. that's different or a strong right. moan or something but that's also a conversation what did that mean if you say you're with a new partner Yes, you have to have conversations in everything. Mm -hmm. It's super important. It's super valuable for you to make sure that you are engaging in a way that feels good for both of you. Absolutely. So start the conversations. And then ask. And then ask. Ask to have the conversations. Start there. There you go. Yeah. So, yes, I think it's it's, uh, – Super weird to do if you've never done, and it's um, something that's very um, out in our world today and understanding more Mm -hmm. about consent because Mm -hmm. we've been lacking it for so long. It's going to feel weird, especially if you're married or in a current relationship and you've never done it. But I just say take a little time and try it. Yeah. Give it some time Mm -hmm. and practice And if you don't get it right the first time, that's okay. You're not going to possibly. And what you do is you try again and you try again and you try again. And you keep taking what you learned from that last try and move it into your next try. Don't give up. Practice on little stuff. Yeah. Can I have a hug? May I give you a compliment? Just the more you do it, the more it feels natural. Yeah. And then if... I kind of mentioned this earlier. If you're in a world like we are in a non-monogamous mm-hmm. situation in a world, that's that is a must. There's no, it's not optional. Right. For me, um, to play with others or to be engaged in a relationship, period, it is it is most definitely a hundred percent a must. That is not an optional thing that we can engage in. That is it's not. Right. So you can either be good at it because you've practiced or you can stumble your way through it. Either way, you have to do it. Yeah. So, And the more you practice, the less you stumble. And exactly. it feels good and you have different ways of doing it. So right. I, I just I think this is something that is so valuable and you will get so much out of it if you start engaging in it yourself. Agreed. Thank you so much for coming on and bringing this up. And the sexy no part was something that I totally forgot about <laughs> it. It can be sexy. It can remember the choices you make 
The programming you follow, the relationships you engage in, and the sex you feel is yours. What are you choosing? Till next time, orgasmic breath, love, and hugs from my heart and genitals to yours. Thank you for listening. I do hope you enjoyed this episode of Pure Orgasmic Love Podcast. And I look forward to pleasing your ear holes in the next one. If you have a cue and want some perspective, email me at podcast at puregasmiclove.com. Want to discover even more? Slide on over to the website at puregasmiclove.com. Connect with you soon.